Hello, everybody. My name is Soren Postos. Sitting here with Ben Rikosh, broadcaster, journalist, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. Well, I am sitting next to here with Soren Postos, soccer superstar. We, short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits, speak our truths about trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. And this week, we had a sports-filled episode beginning with an extensive conversation between myself, producer Dave, and Mr. O'Grady about this year's NBA playoffs and really previewing the NBA finals. And then, you know, I talked about what, what's going on with my summer. Soren talked about Black Knight soccer. It's really a good episode. Please stick around through the whole thing. And as we close out, you know, season two of Paper Thin Thoughts, please remember to like, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review. Uh, follow our Instagram at PTT underscore pod. All the fun stuff. We'll have some great content coming to you soon. Ready? Born ready. Ben's excited that he gets to torture us right now. It's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. We're joined today with our uh, NBA correspondent expert, Mr. O'Grady, and the amazing, as always, producer Dave. To talk about this year's NBA Finals, the eight-seeded Miami Heat versus the one-seeded Denver Nuggets. First time it's been a one-seed versus an eight-seed since 1999. What was that matchup in 99? And a one-eight, which was what, the, what were the teams? The uh, the Knicks versus the Knicks yeah. with the eight versus yeah. mm-hmm. the. I just saw it yesterday. Come Spurs. on, Ben. The Spurs. <laughs> Spurs. Oh, uh, we're gonna edit this part out. Edit I left that them- part out. The Spurs won in five, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the, was this the Tim Duncan uh, Robinson one? So it was Duncan and Robinson. This was right? the first one. This was Johnson the first one. Was the Avery Johnson the was the PG. Guard, yeah. Right. And then Houston and Sprewell were the Knicks because Patrick right. Ewing got hurt that year and Marcus right. can be stepped in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just assumed that I was going to wake up with my day talking about the 1999 Knicks. <laughs> we were coached by Jeff Van Gundy, who will be on the call for the finals. That's transition, listeners. Of course he will be on the call for finals. I don't like him on the call. Anyways, yesterday I had some fun, went back to. Here, what we picked back in January. Some of it was pretty, some of it was not. I will say that the consensus was kind of around the Nuggets. You know, we we kind of all predicted the Nuggets. Dave, you said, and I quote, if Bubble Jamal Murray shows up in the second half of the season, I don't think anybody has a prayer in the West besides Denver. That's what I said? That's what you said, wow. and that's kind of what it, what it turned out to be. Feeling good about my basketball knowledge wow. right now. Yeah, that's kind of what it turned out to be. And, and and just like Kenny Smith said too, I'm we're we're taking the bubble tag off of Jamal Murray's title because just it's healthy Jamal Murray Jamal and Murray. Jamal Murray is just showing us who Jamal Murray is and who's not a fan of that guy. Well, Come on, Zach Lowe of ESPN always talks about how there was about an eight game stretch between when the Nuggets acquired Aaron Gordon back a couple years ago uh-huh. and when Jamal Murray got hurt and they looked unstoppable in those eight games. So in these playoffs here, we've finally gotten to see what they're really capable of. And I think that it's great. And I think no that's doubt. cool that we kind of recognized it in the uh, back in the winter. But I want to say one outlier, which is kind of an obvious outlier that we all mentioned. <clears throat> the certain team from Boston. Yeah. Certain team with two uh, disappointing two players that start with Jay. Disappointing. The, yep. Tell Yo, me, you, you, tell me you, about it. You trying to get me into it now? All right. Let me uh, wait. Well, what so was the none rank? of us picked Miami? 
Check the transcript again. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, nobody. Not even the three percent from ESPN. <laughs> well, yeah. What was the range of emotions this last week? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, to be honest, like I, I was, I was thoroughly unhappy with the way the Celtics played the entire playoffs. Um, they just they looked like they were trying to cruise through the playoffs until they got to the finals, and you know, if Trey Young hits one or two more shots, they're having to play a game seven against Atlanta in round one. Yep. And they barely escaped that situation. Uh, I'm sure O'Grady and I will go to blows talking about the Philly series, but like <laughs> no, we Celtic, Celtics did not look like their best selves until, until late in that series either. And it still took Tatum at have scoring 51 in the game seven to get us there. And so I really, uh, and I, we could also go back too, because I know that you and I have been talking like when, when they were doing the playing games, I was like, all I care about is Atlanta beating Miami because I do not, do not want to play the Miami Heat in the playoffs. <laughs> and I have Jimmy here, I, I, have me to death. I have a screenshot from the Chicago Miami game, the, the first playing game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chicago could have helped us out with Chicago this one. Chicago had lot. a three point lead with three minutes to go to knock Miami out, to knock Miami out. And now Miami is in the finals. <laughs> So Sports. this is this is my only thing as we start to talk about like predictions for the finals is it's like I'm absolutely going to lean towards Denver but I'm just like these are zombies that are not dead until they're dead and I just mm. I'm not rooting I'm not well, ruling I mentioned, the heat out I mentioned at all. the three percent but ESPN posted yesterday that they give Miami an eleven percent chance against the Denver Nuggets it's because they're zombies and they're <laughs> never dead until it's over so what you're saying is there, there's an eleven percent chance you're saying there's a that chance coming back from some type of undead state correct to win the championship yeah. Yeah, Have yeah. we ever had a dead team win the championship before? I think we're watching it happen <laughs> now, O'Grady. Well, I, I do like, I saw a quote from uh, Jimmy Butler this morning. It it said, they're not role players, they're my teammates. Damn straight. That's that's what leadership is like, and that's that's why he's unlike anyone we've seen in the NBA in a long time. I know, I, I appreciate that you did not uh, not call me out for my dodge on let, let, let's Dave go through the emotional wreckage of his life from the Celtics loss and just talk about like how much I'm impressed with and love this Heat team. Um, and even though they killed my team, like I just love this Heat team. I've loved Jimmy Butler for a very long time, back to his Chicago days. Worst thing that Philly ever did was not keep him around because Worst imagine, imagine him being with Jimmy Butler right now. It's kind of nuts to think about, but like, I mean, like Tyler Hero comes out. He's injured. Caleb Martin's getting all of his minutes. Tyler Hero's going to be looking for a new job <laughs> pretty soon is what I think. Because I, I did I mean, see Caleb that Martin, Tyler Hero's looking at a game three NBA finals comeback. Well, that's good because then we don't have to see his sideline outfits anymore, man. What's he doing with <laughs> the know. bucket hats and the jackets, man? Come on, Tyler Hero. You're a multimillionaire. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I want to go through your emotions. You want to go through the emotions? <laughs> yeah, I want to go well, through well, the emotions. Well, if we have to go through his, let's go through yours too. Whose emotions are we talking about? Let's go through Dave my, first. My emotional. I want your emotions first. I know my, my emotional emotions. story starts on the emotions. high that I came off of of the game seven Tatum fifty one points uh, and and shutting down the, the the Sixers. But my problem was is like that felt like the emotional high for the team for the next week and a half because mm. they came out of that and was just like, hey guys, you still have another round to play, and it took them it took them three games to wake up, and so uh, I, I was honestly not terribly concerned about them going down 0-3 because I was just with the rest of the team. It's just like, look, they had a bad week. It was a bad week of basketball. The Heat just won three in a row. We can certainly win three in a row, mm -hmm. and if we win three in a row, then we have a game seven in the Garden, and you can ask O'Grady what it's like to play game sevens in the Boston Garden. 
but, it's not an easy place, not an easy thing to go do. But like yep. I texted you, it's impot. There's a reason that nobody's done this before. Yep, it's and nobody did it in baseball until the Red Sox did it. Dude. Nobody's done it until somebody does it. It's so hard to us? win four straight games in the NBA playoffs, Correct. let mm-hmm. alone win four straight games against a team that just won three straight games against you. And this is in by- like I-, I had to- I had to fire some texts back to Ben <laughs> earlier that Uh-oh. that night too because like Uh-oh. I was saying. My emotional range was like right from the tip. The ball got tipped and it looked like it was about to go out of bounds on the sideline right at the half court. And I can't, like Marcus Smart made a massive hustle play to be like, I'm not letting the ball A, go out of bounds or mm-hmm. B, let any heat grab that ball. It was hustle right from the tip, got the ball, fired it in, first play, got it to Tatum down on the low block. He made a little move, got mm-hmm. up, hit that shot. And when I watched Tatum's ankle roll, it looked bad. It's over. It was it was over. Not just because, like, okay, well, we needed a big game out of Tatum, but I watched the entire team's body language in that first quarter was just sure. like, what are we gonna do? And they only scored 15 points in that first quarter. And so honestly, like, not saying that it it, it completely changed the game. Miami dominated us. But watching Tatum's, it affected the team. It right. absolutely affected the team and, and how they were how they were mentally. Right, and, and an game. injury on the first play to your best player, of course, it affected the game. Now, would they have won? Like the, we'll the, the history of sport is this littered is with. Hey, guess what? This team got injured. There was this bad call. This person yep. did this. If yep. this hadn't happened, this suspension happened. Yep. At the end of the day, the team that wins. They don't care. They don't yeah, care. Side note, I think asked asterisks are the dumbest thing in sports that you can ever imagine. For, For sure. sure. Because For what sure. happened happened and what didn't happen didn't happen. And also, it was like, it's not what caught, Tatum's ankle is not what caused the series. No. It was lackadaisical, unfocused basketball that cost us the series. What do throughout, throughout the first games. Yeah. It, well, they had a losing record at home. We had a losing record at and home. They lost three games in one series. At yep. home yep. to Miami, they yep. lost two yep. to Philadelphia. Like you yep. can't have a losing record at home. The and reason it, that you win no. games in the regular season is to play playoff games at, at home. home. Right? Yikes! This is why. This is why. Like I'm incredibly disappointed, but I'm not like in a distressed state because I'm just like we from the beginning of the playoffs. The Celtics were not a team that deserved to go to the finals. They did not show championship basketball. They showed unfocused lazy basketball and so um you know i the game seven was over the minute tatum rolled his ankle that's just how i view it can i bring up some more receipts from january oh boy Uh, did i buy anything (laughs) (laughs) i was buying a lot of celtic stock you were buying (laughs) i was buying a lot of Uh, stuff what what did the receipts say ben you said uh and i quote i think this is going to be the first of many for tatum and brown i think these guys are going to be locked up with the celtics for their career and I think that they have not just one, but two or three championships in them. I still stand by that sentence. I'll follow that up. Said Celtics in seven, Tatum MVP. He's going to sc- score a 30-point triple-double in the final game. And that's talking about the finals. All of those things were certainly possible until he rolled his ankle in the first 20 seconds of the game. It's true. All right. <laughs> so I still didn't buy anything. I'm, I'm wait, feeling pretty wait, good Wait for here. it. Uh-oh. You, you, oh, got, you got another receipt. Uh, O'Grady wait, said, wait, 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 can I check my bank account? Does my wife know that I purchased whatever you're about to say is? Like, you I don't need s- to get said, divorced. I don't know if she's one of the thousands of fans. You said, if the Sixers win, I will buy everyone here ice cream. Lucky I don't have to think or worry about that. Check. 
<laughs> so let's talk about the Sixers. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about ice cream. Let's talk about the Sixers. I personally like to mix vanilla and chocolate together. There you go. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Well, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's good. Perfect yeah. swirl okay. there. All right. Yeah. Fine. Wait. Okay. Go. I'm ready. It hurts already. Last two months. What 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 was going through your mind? What happened as you made it out of the first round? Played the Celtics, took the Celtics to seven. Rowdy crowd in Philadelphia, and then lost to a Tatum 51-point game. What was that like, sitting on the couch with your kid who's a Bucks fan? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So when the Bucks got bounced, my <laughs> five-year-old cried. Oh, no. That's no, man. Oh, it was heartbreaking, but also... <laughs> Felt pretty good. Felt pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> Felt pretty good. Right. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, team's yeah. still in and swept. Yeah. And your team is out. Yeah. Um, but then he decided, obviously, to become a Celtics fan. So I watched of most of the games with him. Oh, man. As he's jumping up and down every time the Celtics make a basket, saying, We are going to win. We <laughs> are oh, going to boy. win. Uh, Dave, if you want his hot take. He did not feel that number 36 should be shooting the ball because he <laughs> always misses, so they should stop passing to him. They should also just give it to Jason Tatum because he likes to drink red Gatorade, too. So I'm pretty sure that's a that's coaching spot mistake. On, right? Spot on the, sports right, analysis right, right, right there. Right, right, I agree with right. everything your five-year-old so, said about the five-year-old. He is available to coach the Celtics. And um, he recently learned about this thing. Does he know how to call a timeout? I was just about to say, the weirdest thing <laughs> happened when I was watching, um, and I texted all my Celtics fans, friends, um, the Heat were up by like 20, and then the Celtics got two layups in a row. They got a brown thunk and a smart layup, and then this weird <laughs> thing happened. Um, The coach of the Heat, Eric Spolstra, he walked on the court, signaled something to the referee, and the game just stopped. <laughs> I did not know that was allowed. And it stopped the run from the other team? And then all Dang. of a sudden, there was a commercial, and then the basketball came back. Does anybody know what this is called? Um, <laughs> my Celtics fans, friends, did not appreciate that. Not a Joe Missoula fan. They did not. They did not. I was okay with that. They did not I was okay that with that during the regular season. Let them go play. But, but man, yeah. and then all of a sudden, the guy figured out how to use timeouts and started using them all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a head yeah, they, now. They, yeah, they yeah. are not a fan. Anyways, sorry, Ben. What was your question? I believe it was ice cream related. Sort of. Philly going to the, into the second round, took Tatum uh -huh. and the Celtics to seven games, sure. and then Tatum had an all-time performance. What game, what, what what part of this would you like I, me to walk I'll, through? Where, yeah, where, I'll, where I'll, do I'll, I start? Your I'll emotions. You, I actually want to hear you, I, I want to hear you talk about James Harden. I want, you, I want to hear you talk about James Harden. Before the playoffs, I was so happy that it was going to be Boston and Philadelphia because, again, I just didn't want Milwaukee knocking out the Sixers <laughs> and having this kid that lives in my house celebrating. Um, right. So I was happy that it was going to be Boston to knock out the Sixers, to be perfectly honest. Um, before the series, I thought that the Celtics would sweep, especially since, if you guys recall, Embiid did not play game one. Correct. Mm -hmm. And he did not play game four mm -hmm. against Brooklyn either when they swept. Um after the James Harden game one game, I sat there by myself, um, just in a wonderful state, <laughs> and <laughs> I was actually, do you guys do this? Do you listen to music sometimes, like when you watch like sports? Like sometimes I'll turn the sound off and huh. just like listen to music or something like that. Huh. So I was listening to this old uh, Lil Wayne song, and it's called Let the Beat Build. 
Uh-huh. If you guys know the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, Lil Wayne uses a swear word after he says, let the beat build. Yeah. And um, I can't use it on this family friendly show, but it rhymes with stitch. Yep. Harden hits a step back three and stitch. So <laughs> that was really fun. And the entire time I was like, wow, okay, so they'll lose in five, but that was really fun. <laughs> right? That was really fun. I came to the guys, I was like, I had a great time. Like, that was wonderful. I'm going to always remember yeah. that. And then they'll lose in five. And then the Celtics won the next show. I was like, okay, this, this feels right. This feels right. Yeah. Well, and then he did it again, Harden, in game four. Yeah. And I said, okay, this was really fun, but then the Sixers will lose in six. Like, this was really fun. This I had a really fun. nice time. <laughs> right? This was glad. I'm glad this all happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they won game five. And I needed just to go on a run. So I was literally running for five miles. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen to a Sixers podcast at, it, it must have been close to midnight, right? That's fantastic. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, as I finish, I got all the endorphins out. It's going to hurt so bad <laughs> when, they, when lose. they lose in seven. <laughs> this is the maximum amount of hurt. I'm trying to capture this good feeling, but, and I told everybody, I was like, look, this is going to hurt the worst possible losing in five i was fine with i was fine with that four (laughs) five even you know a gentlemanly six it's fine they have to make this hurt so badly so then describe the game seven scene for me were you at at your house with music on was it your kid Uh, cheering in the background uh, so um luckily it was mother's day right Right. So the family was mm-hmm. over. Um, I got to watch the first half. But then, you know, I, I got to take care of my wife, right? My mother-in-law's right. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to make sure they've got the champagne and the flowers and I'm cooking on the grill. Right. I come back and watch the game. I set the table. I come back and watch the game. Um, no, it was uh, it was a little weird to watch um, one team, the Celtics, play basketball against nobody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it was, I don't know what it was like for my team to play a game seven in the Boston Garden because <laughs> they didn't they didn't play actually a play game, the game seven. Um, yeah. I'm look, I don't I don't know how much your listeners want to hear about the Sixers, but I am in a dark place right now with my own team. I am in a dark place. This I can is get my wild. next question. I can, get, like, I can get weird right now. Where do you think Where do you think they go moving forward? Where do I think they go, or where James, well, James me, Harden? What do you think about his offseason? Do, do you think he goes back to Houston, or do you think the Sixers try really hard with this new coaching move to bring him back? Yeah. What do you want to see happen, and what do you think happens? Wow. Uh, what do I think happens? I think that there's no way that they're giving James Harden that money, and you can't give James Harden no that money. That's that, that, that's insanity. Well, I mean, if, I think you, if Houston's try. offering him the max, then he takes it. Yeah, I think so. And that's fine. Look, yeah, yeah. go home. You're only from one place. I grew up in Charlottesville. I moved back to Charlottesville, right? Like, you're only right. from one place. Um, if that's home, go all love to you, James. Um, I think they're going to try to trade Tobias Harris because he's in the last year of his contract. I think they'll work around the margins and see if Maxi takes a jump. What do I want to happen? I want process 2.0. I want to trade Joel Embiid yeah. to Portland. To Portland. Because I want Dang. Damian Lillard to be happy as well. I want Simons. I want Sharp. I want the third pick. And then I want all of the picks and all of the swaps. And you're putting Embiid out of conference. Doesn't matter. Straight no, up. No, because like my, my trade scenario for Embiid is an in-conference trade. To the Knicks? No, I want to see Embiid go to Miami. I welcome him going to Miami. That'd be fine. Um, I don't think it matters. You don't think it matters? I don't think Joel Embiid is ever going to be the best player on a team that wins the championship. 
I respect and that. In this that, day and that, age, can a center be now. that? That's a that's a that's a we'll, see, we'll see with Jokic, process. but can a true center be the best player on a championship team? Now we're talking something that I actually enjoy. Um I see Dave, he's nodding at me. Like, you know he wants to pin this and like really let me get dark about Embiid. So I was thinking about this today. Um the amount of centers that have been the best player on a championship team, Ben, like you said, it, it's shorter than you would think. Um, do we count Giannis as a center? Mm, no. no, because I count Brooke Lopez as their center. Garnett? No, Power he's forward. a four. Duncan? Power forward. Okay, so here's... See, Duncan is the one that I would go with, and Shaq would be the one that I would sure. go with. Here's another one. What do you, he, what do you call Jokic? Right? Jokic is a center. Jokic is a center. Jokic is a point center. That's so funny. He's playing the five. That's so crazy. He's playing the five. He's playing the five. Jokic is a five. So anyways, so it, all right, if Jokic is a five, here are the centers that have been the best player on a championship team since literally 1980. Um, it's Kareem. It's Moses. It's Elijah Wan. It's Shaq. Yep. That's it. And you're not counting Tim Duncan in that five category. No. no he's a four. So right. Jokic is there. And then if we take that a little bit broader, he'd have two MVPs. And one championship. The amount of people that have two MVPs and one championship, it is crazy, Extremely crazy, small. crazy small. Kobe doesn't have it. Durant doesn't have it. Shaq doesn't have it. Elijah doesn't have it. Robinson doesn't have it. Robertson doesn't have it. West doesn't have it. This is a neighborhood. This is like the best neighborhood, Oceanside, mansions everywhere. And all of these guys are looking around like, damn, I didn't know Jokic was doing so well. Is he shopping for a house in this neighborhood? I mean, a few years ago, we were talking about like if Jokic is in the conversation for, for best big man passing ever. Now he's in the conversation for best passer ever, period. Put him up there with Steve Nash if you want. Sure. Why not? I mean... No, Magic he's, Johnson. He's, he's entering the conversation when you talk about big men. It's like we're putting him on a top five list. Yeah. And the man's probably got another five to ten years worth of peak basketball. He's just entering his prime. I mean, think he about it. win four games big, first. Big guy, yeah, no, he's got to win four I mean, games I mean, first. Think about, and the think zombie about LeBron, still think zombies, about Michael, so. think about Kobe. They all won their first championships when they were 27, 28, 29. Jokic That's is a good just point. How old is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown again? 24. And 25. Thank you very much. Jason Tatum's 19. <laughs> is he not still 19? I didn't even have to give that joke. I love uh, it. Thank is you. Is he not still 19? I didn't even have to make that joke. Sorry, That's a good I thought one. he was 19. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Um, it's a really good question. It, like, can a, can a big be the best player on a. That, on that's a, why I like the Dame trade. That's why I like that move. For I like Embiid. that move because it gets him out of the out of the East. Like, again, like my, my trade scenario to Miami is How just are like. We back here. <laughs> No, I, because I, 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 I do like thinking about what Philly does moving forward. I mean, you got big question marks, and quite frankly, I think Daryl Morey is part of that question mark. Like, Daryl Morey is going to want to give James Harden that money. Ownership is not going to give him that money, and then you got to wonder, like, is Daryl part of the part of the moves that have to be happen? I don't think any of it matters for Philadelphia. None of it matters for Philly. No, you think it's over? That's dark. I'm in a dark place right now. Oh, buddy, here's, I'm so sorry. Here's you guys aren't sorry. You both have smiles on your face. <laughs> Literally to the audience, to I'm the gonna, thousands listening. I mean, I'm enjoying and the it, millions but I am later <laughs> listening around the world. Oh, let's get dark with the Sixers. Uh, here's the thing. Um, Embiid was the prince that was promised. 
He names himself the process. I love Joel Embiid. Yeah. He is my favorite player. Yeah. Um, he is maybe my favorite human. But they lose in 2018 to Boston when they probably had more talent. Mm -hmm. He was hurt in 18. He's hurt in 19 when they lose on that crazy shot to Toronto. He shows up to the bubble, not really interested in being no. there, yeah. and they get swept. Yeah. Doc comes in, they lose to Atlanta. Well, it was Ben Simmons' fault. Yeah. The next year, they lose to Miami. Embiid, again, hurt in the Toronto series. And Jimmy Butler. Right. And it was, oh, well, the heater just bet, right? It, they Embiid were. Embiid wasn't healthy. This year, he's hurt again. He's the MVP of the league. They lost, not just that they lost, he wasn't the best player in any game of a series where he plays games. They won two games. Harden was their best player. Mm -hmm. The entire team was great in game five. He was good. But the Sixers were up 83-81 in the fourth quarter. Game six, crazy crowd. Yep. And he didn't score. And then it's, well, I didn't get the ball. That's when you're when you were the number one guy and you're right. the MVP of the league. You that's demand right. the ball. I'm you demand the ball. Come game into seven, you. and at no point did I say to myself, "Boy, Joel Embiid really could change this game." He couldn't play in that game, mm -mm. And, and, it, and it really felt like the Sixers were watching Tatum basketball in that. That's game. That's right. That's right. And it comes down to this, right? Throughout the history of basketball, there are players whose teams win, yeah, and there are players whose teams don't win. I was just talking to one of our history teachers who's a Timberwolves fan. Mm. I know Garnett wins the championship with the Celtics, but when right. he was with the Timberwolves, they just lost yeah. and Duncan won. When David Robinson, before Tim Duncan shows up, yep. David Robinson's the perfect Embiid example. He's got mm -hmm. scoring titles. He's got MVP. He's got defensive player of the year. I know Embiid doesn't have it, but you know, he's been first team all yeah, defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. yet something happened where David Robinson's teams would lose. He I couldn't be the number one guy on the I team. I don't know what it is. Joel Embiid's teams are just going to lose. Mm. And mm. that is a dark place to be in as yeah. a Sixers fan. Yeah. And this doesn't, it's not an indictment on the process. This isn't, oh my God, everything was wrong. And if no, we no, no everything, wrong, like everything was, was right. It ran its course. It's been 10 years now, and all you have to show for it is a conference finals appearance. Um, that's not true. If that. They don't have a conference yeah. finals appearance. They haven't made that since Iverson in 01. It's, it's but, second and, round. And they, it's, they can't get back around, too. And look, it's one of those things. Hey, guess what? It, you can blame Simmons. You can blame Brown. You can blame Harden. You can blame Doc. You can blame whoever it's definitely not it Doc's is, fault. That's right. definitely right. not Doc's fault. fault. He was the easy scapegoat. To, right. It comes down to your best guy. He's, the, he's a great player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. Is he? If he yes. retired today, yes. would he? Um, the Basketball Im Hall of Fame is shockingly easy. Yeah. Um, if you have five all-star games and like two all-NBAs, uh, you're in. You're it, in. It's shockingly, shockingly. Um, it, Embiid's in the, yeah. He's, look he's, up, a, he's uh, in the yeah, look up he's Mitch not, Richmond. He's not first I'm not ballot, bouncing my... He's not first ballot, but he's in there. He will be. Yeah. He yeah. will be. Yeah, he's already got three second teams, a first team, and an MVP. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's got six all-stars. It's, it's a lock. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that that's where I am with the Sixers. I'm in a dark Man. place, bro. So yes, I want to blow it up. Um, I want Portland's number three pick. I want their two young guys. I want all the picks, all the swaps. 
Um, and and if it's the Knicks, then I want all their picks, all their swaps. R.J. Barrett. Um, yeah. Which yeah. one would you if rather? If it's Miami, Miami doesn't have enough. Yeah. No, my, my, my Miami trade scenario was going to be Bam and Duncan Robinson and three first-rounders over the next. Like, that, w- that would have been the price tag for Embiid. And, probably, that and again, enough. Rudy Gobert really, like, the Rudy Gobert trade last year really, like, that, like <laughs> that for, for, for an NBA. Embiid, let, like, it'd be like 12 first-round picks. It's just like you're giving, you're giving somebody your franchise for, yeah, for a no, decade. That, 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 that's not enough. It's that's not going to happen anymore. So there's where I am. Um, will that happen? No, am I still gonna watch? Yes, of course. Um, I'm still gonna love Joel Embiid, but yes, if it was me, that would be my play because he turns 30. That's the other thing I think people forget about. It's just like people still like, just like you said, Tatum's 19, right? Like Tatum is people 19. still think Joel Embiid is like still in his early 20s. It's like, nah, man, he's he's, he's been around the he's been around the the hard court for a while now. Correct. And the whole Jimmy Butler thing, who I know we'll talk about. Philadelphia is not going to the finals if Jimmy Butler is on their team. Jimmy Butler threatened to fight his coach this year. Um, do you think that Philadelphia is capable of handling that? Do you think that Minnesota is capable of handling that? No, Miami and Jimmy, they're perfect for each other because Miami is Miami. And this is why I hate them. I'm ready to talk about how much I hate Miami. I am yeah. so jealous of Miami. I yeah. hate them so much. Like, Gabe Vincent's not Gabe Vincent, not in Miami. And Caleb Martin's been on different teams. He's not Caleb Martin, not in Miami. He averaged the same way about Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin averaged nine points a game in the regular season. Perfect he averaged segue. 28 points a game in the playoffs. I, I read yeah. something from ESPN this morning that said this is the first NBA Finals in 20 years with only one All-Star on each team. The All-Star in the Heat was not Jimmy Butler. Bam was the All-Star. Bam Jimmy was, didn't even make the All-Star game. Yeah. Bam was very bad in this series. Jimmy didn't even make the All-Star game. This is the thing that's actually really confounding to me about the about, about the Celtics Heat series was that Tatum and Brown, and I thought Brown had a very bad series. Tatum and Brown yeah. flat out outplayed Jimmy Butler and and Bam Adebayo and still lost. And if your two stars are beating up the other team's two stars, chances are you're you're going to go and win that series. Jimmy was just that guy. And Jimmy has an ability to make everyone else better. This is what we talk about all the time as like, like what are the athletes that you really look for? It's like, who are the guys that are going to make them better? The way that he has ability to just penetrate into a defense, get into the paint, collapse the defense onto him, and then just kick out to Max Struess wide open on the wing. It's like those Max Struess threes were really Jimmy Butler threes because it's like all of it happened because of Jimmy Butler. I mean, if Jimmy gets this done, it's up there with one of the best it's one, it's, playoff performances ever. This is It's still one of the most amazing playoff it's, runs I've ever seen. It's Kawhi 19. Yeah. That's I mean, it's, 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 Dirk, I accept it's that. Dirk 2011 type good. Dirk 11 is a good one, too. I, yeah, I accept really all of that. It's, it's yep. really good. Yep. Uh, another stat I want to throw out from the playoffs is that we have now had seven times in this postseason that a lower seed has won the series. That's the most since uh, the NBA started seeding back in 84. Wow. Yeah, and we were talking about parody back a couple months ago. We were talking about parody in the game, weren't we? That shows, you know, the level of parody that's in the NBA right now, and that shows, um, you know, with the new CBA and everything, how the NBA is just a crazy place, and it's going to keep getting crazier with, you know, Wembenyama coming in with It feels like the the power balance is shifting back to the West again all of a sudden, too, now, doesn't it? Like that lottery night was big. Huh? That lottery night was big. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like the power balance is shifting back to the West, too. God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's good that the Spurs got him, though. I, I, I do, too. I was actually terrified um, that he went to the what, Hornets. Portland was the one I was scared about. I was literally watching on my, on my couch like, no, 
no, it can't be a big guy in Portland. Please, no. Please, no that's big my, guys in Portland. That's, that's Please, my lady right? pad. I, I'm just sitting there. I was like, oh, my goodness. Walton, <laughs> right? Bowie, Odin. I'm going through the list. Like, no, 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 Portland. Even Brandon Roy, who I loved. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a guard. If, but you yeah, were, like, if you're sitting in Daryl Moore's chair right now, O'Grady. I am. If if Pop called you up and said straight up, Embiid from Wembenyama. That was on ESPN the other day. I saw that. Oh, yes. I, I would say yes to that, that before the oxygen was out of their yes. lungs. I said that I wanted the Celtics to sweep the Sixers and then Houston get the first pick because maybe their owner would be dumb enough to do uh, an Embiid for Wembenyama type of thing and uh, get Harden and Embiid to the Rockets together, man. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> wow. No, um, you don't trade Wembenyama. It doesn't make sense really for, for anybody, right? Um. Do you think Wamanyama is going to live up to the hype? He's the most hyped prospect you've ever seen. Okay. Since LeBron. I, I, I think people so, forget what the hype was around yeah, LeBron. Um, Woj called him the greatest I prospect s- in sports ever. Okay. I would like to talk about this. Please. Woj is wrong. That is extremely wrong. Number one, um, I've got I've got three. <laughs> that Hit I, me. I, I, Recently. So, first of all, in, hyped up prospects. He, he, no, Woj shouldn't even say hyped up. He said the greatest prospect, greatest prospect in team sports. LeBron James would be my pick. Um, but I also have a second pick because um, I, I think he just said sports. Are we afraid about Tiger? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Oh, yeah. So Tiger Woods won. Well, he did say team sports. Oh, I thought he said sports because I like jumped off my couch and immediately I thought of LeBron and I thought of Tiger. And it's like, no, no, LeBron no, is the obvious. No. LeBron's the obvious. There's but one. There's one more that like we don't think about because he didn't pan out the way that the hype machine went after it. But you were probably very young. But do you remember how how much hype there was around Steven Strasburg pitching his first baseball game? Yes, I do. But also, how about Harper the next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. It, it, like I, I feel like the Steven Strasburg hype was just like those were big. It, I grew it, up it, watching it, those two being in DC. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if it felt it felt like. Nolan Ryan had like 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 reattached his arm to a like twenty year old kid mm-hmm. like that's what we were getting out of yeah. Steven Strasburg and he ended up being fine but like I, I feel like the hype around around Wimbayama is big and deservedly so but I don't feel like it's he's the biggest like most LeBron yeah it was LeBron, LeBron. it was crazy we were all watching LeBron. LeBron play basketball when he was sixteen years old so this is one of my favorite things I tell the sports kids but what they would do on ESPN and this is before they showed any high school basketball right. they would just yeah, show yeah. Uh, the McDonald's game right um, what they would do is they would have LeBron's high school game on as the lead into the NBA game right so they would say like it'd be like LeBron at seven and then whoever tips off 830 yeah. or whatever it was the times and the LeBron games outrated the NBA game, meaning that people tuned in to watch a high school basketball game and then left before and they the would NBA. And then change the channel before a professional basketball game. Well, the game. only reason that Wembenyama's games don't do that is because at two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I get that. I get that too. Maybe. I just, I mean, first of all, like, to talk about like an argument that like legit doesn't even matter. Like, does Wembenyama deserve all the hype? Absolutely- Holy crap. I cannot wait to see that dude in the league. Yeah. Do I think that the hype could be overhyped? Every hype could be overhyped sure. within within two or three years. The thing that I want to like, 
you know, I'm just going to also be cautious about is like when Wemba, because this was the same for LeBron too. When Wembayama comes in the league and all of a sudden doesn't win a championship and doesn't win an MVP in his first two years, like, and everybody starts going like, ooh, was this kind of overhyped? It's like, you all were the ones doing the hyping. <laughs> like, this is what you are doing. Like, I think he's going to be awesome. And I think he's going to, like, for me, I just look at his build and I just worry about him staying healthy. Same thing we tra- saw with Chet Holmgren last year. It's a perfect example. But, but I also, think what, Chet Holmgren is no Wembanyama either. But No, but I think what happened with or LeBron Tiger. and could very <laughs> easily happen with Wembanyama is that LeBron overexceeded all of the hype that everybody could have possibly put Yeah, on and it. it's crazy You're because so it was right. ridiculous hype and he still, cleared the, he still cleared the threshold. And He's it was like ridiculous hype. 50-50, the greatest player to ever touch a basketball. Yeah. That's insane. And everybody was, you know, I mean, sometimes ESPN is right. Most of the time they're wrong, but sometimes they're right. I think that's crazy. 50-50. The greatest player to touch a basketball. Coming up in part two. <laughs> Are we going to do a top five list? There we go. I don't know. All right. You want to get I've some... escaped having to talk about like what the Celtics future looks like, and I'm very happy about that. Do you want Do you want to? I mean, I talked to you about this offline. I on, had on text. it in the back of my mind, but okay. I'm... No, no, no. Please. Please. I feel, do you I feel want... like it's only fair to agree. The, like, the, the trade I've seen the most is Jalen Brown to the Blazers in exchange for Simons and the third pick. I don't want Simons, not for Jalen Brown. Um, no, I, I honestly think my hot, like I, my hot take on what the Celtics should do in the off season is absolutely nothing. I think we need to keep every bit of this together. The Jays are still young. Everybody act just because they've been playing basketball together on the same team for six years. They act like they're, but do you give their Jalen J- Brown the $350 max million dollar max? Yep. Yep, I'm going to pay both of those guys $600 million over the next five to six years, and that's okay. We're not going to be able to keep Grant Williams on that, so Grant Williams is going to be the one guy that's going to have to, like, Sam Hauser will take all Grant Williams' minutes. It, it actually exposes the one weakness that I think the Celtics have, which is a reliable, dynamic big man. Um, I think Al Horford is basically a coach on the court, and he has been showing himself to be playing like a younger Al Horford but that's not going to be sustainable for him over the next two to three years. Same with Bro- Did you see Brogdon on the sidelines when he was not playing? He was a coach out there. Right. And so, and like, you know. So even though Joe Brogdon Mazzula- was amazing. I mean, he was the sixth man of the year. Brogdon was amazing all season long. He got injured in at, at, like going into the series. There's no, he was amazing. Brogdon was amazing in the Philly series. I, I think you do nothing. I think you do nothing. Joe, Joe Mazzula had to take over coaching this team coming off of a, like major controversy that everybody was like putting the Celtics in the ground going into the season because of losing Ime Odoka. And he brought the team to game seven of the Eastern conference finals. Now, do I think that he made tremendous amounts of coaching mistakes? Yes, I do. Um, do I think he should get, you know, everybody was making the Spolstra like comparisons, you know, Spo was, was coaching at, at what was it? 37 Missoula's 34. And yeah. aren't those things similar? It's like, did, did Spolstra win the first year he had LeBron and Dwayne Wade put together? They did not, and the players wanted him fired. And, and did they fire him? Riley wouldn't do and it. And is he That's still right. the head coach of that team 11 years later? That's right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm in, my, my hot take is don't do anything. Don't do anything. It just needs time. You let it take time to mature. The only move I would make is that Monty Williams is floated out there. And if I could go get Monty Williams and put him on the sideline instead of Joe Mazzula. That's like I would so, probably take that opportunity. I think I agree with you. That's so logical. Like 
I'm now jealous of your logical thoughts. Oh, as I'm like blowing up. Yeah, but you got, you got Nick I'm going to need you to write I'm down gonna, Dave Stipe with I'm logical gonna, thoughts so I can give that to my wife. I'm in like such a dark place, man. He's like, yeah, actually, you know what, guys? Patience. You got Nick Nurse. Don't complain. Well, and the, well Nick, <laughs> Nick uh, Nurse only won because he had Kawhi. The, coach is, my, I, the I, doc I is out. The nurse is coming in. I mean, <laughs> I mean but the thing I is, is like the, the, Philly's gone through that, gone through the process of like being patient and like the patience time has run out. Whereas like I love the process. The Celtics have been in the Eastern Conference Finals five of the past six seasons. Tatum and Brown is smart have played in every conference finals that they've played in together besides one and if i were to go to any other team in the league and be like you could have like a core three group of guys two of which are going to be first team and second team all nba guys that you could keep that together they're all in their mid-20s they're just entering their prime and they've already as young basketball players been every conference finals that they've played in every year except one every single franchise would be like sign me up for that because it's going to get over the hump at some point one problem though is that while Tatum and Brown are young, everybody else is kind of on the lower end of their trajectory and their career path. I mean, think of Smart. I remember watching Marcus Smart eight or nine years ago against LeBron in the playoffs. He's still only 27 years old, 28 years old. Think about how whole Tatum is about Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Brogdon's 30, and he was still a six. He's still our first guy off the bench. You're talking about a guy who's our first guy off the bench. I'll give you, I'll give you something that I can, that we can both agree on. Yeah. Celtics have the 35 pick. Trade back and get Reese Beekman. That's what they need. They need that older presence. Um, I'm 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 I'm, cl- I'm clear on, I'm clear on my I want an all UVA guard and wing rotation on the Celtics bench. I'm clear on that. So I I will accept that. Um the trick is is right now what we need is a dynamic big man because Rob Williams, not unlike Embiid, has trouble keeping himself healthy and keeping himself on the court. And when he's on the court and you're able to run pick and rolls with him, he's a crazy freak of an athlete who has just amazing ability to play around the rim, both on offense and defense. But he has to stay on the court. And right now, I can't trust Rob Williams to stay on the court. And so until then, we need a big man more than we need Reese Beekman. And we're going to have to get him to a draft because we're going to give $600 million to two players. Are you telling me you want them to make a trade with uh, the Spurs? So got a certain number one pick. That's never going to happen. No, never going to happen. <laughs> uh, I want to give out another statistic here. Uh, I did a lot of research yesterday. I hope this isn't my receipt. Nope. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Pat Riley. I'm still waiting. Pat Riley has been in 25% of all NBA finals. I saw as a, this. As a player, as a coach, and now as an executive. Wait, how is it? All right. So he, what, he, was, he played he, three, right? Or was yep, he four with the Lakers? Three. He was three as a player. And then he's Ten as a coach. assistant with the or, Lakers and yeah, then yeah. head coach with the Lakers yep. for all the magic. Oh, that's a lot. Yep. The one and, with the Knicks. Yeah. The one with the Heat. Yeah. And now all the... And all now the executives six with the Heat as an exec. That's he ha- crazy. He, he he has like 30% of the, of the NBA finals. the NBA finals. <laughs> and they got, uh, you know, Adrian Brody playing him on an HBO show, which is a little <laughs> which bit is really, which is really exactly amazing. really cool, but uh, yeah, man. It is an extremely Come factually on. controversial show that I find extremely entertaining. Look, I'm not watching that show for my accuracies. Correct. Right? <laughs> I didn't even, I, that, that's what I don't mind, right? Correct. Man, I, I just thought that was funny. Um, 25... 25% of, of all NBA finals that have ever existed. And the entire, it's higher than that, I thought. It was like almost 30, wasn't it? It's 25. 24.7%. 24. 24. That's still nuts. 
The man's played in a quarter. The man has participated in a quarter of the NBA Finals in history. Oh, I mean, that's another reason why I don't want to count out the Heat. Okay, I'm gonna count out the Heat. Make the argument. Jokic and Murray. <laughs> Period. One <laughs> A and one B right there. Um. So here's. Uh, I hate this for Miami. I hate this for Miami. Um, they're coming off of a seven-game series. Denver's yeah. well rested. Yeah. They've got to go to altitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know it. Everybody makes a big deal out of it, but Denver's undefeated at home in the playoffs. They've only lost three times. That's right? a huge. I saw, speaking road. of That's altitude, they have home court. Throughout speaking the series. of altitude, I want to put another stat that I saw this morning. Since I think it was 1980, no team from the Western Conference that is outside the state of California or Texas has won the NBA Finals. So we have the Lakers, we have the Warriors, mm-hmm. we have the Spurs, mm-hmm. we have the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, there haven't been any other teams since, you know, the, the, Jordan, Mavs, the Mavs in Texas. Hmm. Which oh, I wow. think poses an interesting dilemma for the Nuggets. Like, we haven't seen that. I think... That is a, an erroneous. Uh, I, I think it's I, fun. I think it's a fun, fun. stat. It's I think cool. it's a completely non non influential um, stat. Also, half of the Western Conference teams are located in one of those two states. One of those two so states. Well, yeah, that, that's why it's a skewed stat. It, but still, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but here's why I, I think this is bad for um, Miami. Um, Miami's big fancy trick against the Celtics. Was to play zone. It was the zone. Yeah, right. And, and Jokic uh, destroys that idea. Um, that that's that's the literally the worst player to have against the zone. Yeah. Um, so their little trick, it's not going to work. Also, Miami, they're really small. Yeah. Uh, Love and Zeller didn't play in game. Zeller seven. should not come anywhere near right. the court with um, with Jokic. Bam out is, there. let's bad. say generously six nine. Yeah. And. He's a really good defensive player, but he's not a shot blocker. No, he's not. Um, Caleb you know, Martin is their four. He's not right. Yeah, and he's been he's been not good in the playoffs. So Sam has been not good in the playoffs. The play that it popped to me, um, in Game Seven of the Boston Miami series. I don't know if you guys remember this play, but um, I'm sure I do. They were in zone, right? Horford sets this pick. He then screens down and seals off his guy on the block. Mm-hmm. They toss it to him. Defense collapse. Touch pass. Marcus Smart. That was an incredible three. play. And I was like, oh, Al, right? Oh, man, he's older than I am. Maybe my knees don't hurt that bad, right? <laughs> um, that, to me, was like, oh, but that's Jokic. Um, they can't cover him one-on-one so he could score because they don't have the guys. Um, they can stay yeah. home on their shooters, which Boston couldn't really do, um, which doesn't really make a ton of sense, right? I know no, the ball, that, the, for the, me, the, that the, was lazy basketball. But the ball yeah. pops in Miami, but yeah. the ball really pops in Denver. And yeah. also, like, it's just their time, I feel. It's Denver's right? time. Like, yeah. I, I just think this is the worst possible matchup with... Denver is so big. Um, they cut so well off the ball. They rebound really well. Like the things that They're Miami. They're incredibly precise yeah. passing team. Right. Their passing is just. Right. Like Jokic is such a good passer and from the post. Miami has this 
this history almost, right? They have this history with Milwaukee. They have this history with the Celtics. Yeah. You know, they know that they're tough. They're the bad guy. They're the bully. They have no history with Denver other than I, I saw today. What, what is it? Denver's like 12 and 0 in their last 12 against Miami. Wow. And I don't think that Jokic gets bullied by anybody. Bam has always, an owner in always the gotten demolished right. by Jokic. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is the worst possible matchup for Miami. I think Denver wants it. Um, I, by it, I mean, I think they wanted Miami yeah. because Boston would have been a little bit more interesting We're, with like, the Wings. Yeah, because I mean, we we do like Boston defends well against Embiid. They defend well against Giannis, and I think we would have defended well against Jokic. I think they had Miami Heat has absolutely no answer right. for Nikola Jokic in this also, series. Also, what's the thing that bothers Murray? Size. Yep, and they he got none struggles of they more have- against that right because he's fast, but he's not you know lightning fast, right? He's right. not. Do you, you, do know, you put Jimmy on Murray? Who do you have defending Murray? You can't do Jimmy on Murray because Jimmy has to initiate everything offensively. Yep, and you have to do this in altitude, and they've just played a seven game series. Yep. so it's got to be a committee thing. I'm sure they're gonna switch gonna a bunch switch of everything. stuff. Well, I think I think Murray, what makes this but- series fun is that it's the two, maybe two of the top three best coaches in the NBA. You can put Pop in there, but I think that this is going to be a great coaching battle. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, co- if we're gonna if we're gonna go to coaching, Coach, coaching, and especially with the, all the parity and the player change, and you know there being one All Star in each team and things like that, coaching matters more now than ever. And this is something we talked about before, also. But I think these there's a reason mm-hmm. that these two teams have made it this far is that it's their coaches. What I think is to be interesting is that who wins game one. We don't overreact to game ones. Cardinal rule. Absolutely. But Miami's won all their game ones. Mm-hmm. They won all every of them game on the road. Wow. Um, Denver has That's won all of their stat. game ones, right? Because they've had all of them at home, home court yep. the entire time, right? Wow. So someone is going to fall behind for the very first time in these playoffs. Yeah. We will see how the other team kind of We'll reacts. see how the adversities. But it's great. I, I just think that both these teams, especially their stars, are just, they don't give. What, you know what? I, I think why Denver succeeds so much, besides, besides their two mega stars, is that when you have role players, your role players not need to accept teammates, the role. Teammates, Ben. Teammates. When you have teammates, your teammates need to accept <laughs> their role. They need to be enthusiastic about their role, and then they need to play their role to the fullest. They need to be more than accepting of their role. They and that's the, what Denver does well. The Heat's going to require Porter, Caleb Martin to keep looking like Michael Jordan right now. Like, yeah. like they need Caleb Martin to keep playing at this level because I don't think Bam's going to be able to do very much. I mean, Jokic isn't a lights out defender, so I think Bam's going to be able to get buckets. But Bam has been able to get wide open buckets this season already or this postseason already. If so, Miami's plan is to let Bam Adebayo fill it up, they're dead. They're in big trouble. Yep. Well, what's they've got what's, to make a lot had, of shots. Had Denver win this whole playoffs is their depth. They have a solid seven, eight man guys. rotation they that can all play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys. They got a lot um, of guys. Predictions. Predictions. Let's go for predictions. I have one more question. Do you think that the NBA is taking a hit this year in terms of ratings? Do you think that they I wanted was so Celtics Lakers? It was going to be something about me, right? I was so worried. It's like, boy, he's going to ask another Sixers question or go, boy, I felt like I was going to get in trouble there. No, my, no, my, no, my no. breath was held on that question. No, JJ Reddick described it as a LeBron and Steph problem. What do you mean? In the NBA. How I don't understand. LeBron, LeBron kind of teases retirement. Steph, the Warriors dynasty is kind of on the 
you know, on the outskirts of the NBA now. There's no real marketable face to the league with Giannis with Jokic kind of being quiet. Do you think that that's a problem, especially this playoff with Jimmy and and Jokic being the two main faces of the finals? I'm probably the wrong person to ask just because I love basketball. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm i really looking I mean, forward I mean, I, I agree. Kinda, I'll watch all the games, but right, at I, one point, the NBA has to market to the casual fans. Sure, and I'm sure they would have loved Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, Celtics is absolutely LeBron, what Adam Silver wanted. Right. And if um, there's ever a sign that I the know. NBA is not rigged, it's the fact that we are not watching the right, Lakers Celtics right, right. series. Uh, me, personally, I kind of like um, a little bit of sort of, I guess we could say new blood in the finals yeah. the last couple of years yeah. because I did find myself um, that last Durant um, Warriors year when they were playing. Um, oh, sorry. I guess the one before that to Kawhi, um, the one where Durant played. I did was like, look, I don't hate Durant for going to Golden State, but yeah. I kind of am not enjoying this finals, yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, look, yes, I'm going to be bouncing my grandkids on my knee and saying, oh my God, you should have seen all these guys play together. But, in the moment, I'm not having a really good time watching okay. this. So I think I'm going to have a really good time watching. I'm really excited to watch. I mean, we're going to get... Well, what, what J.J. Reddick kind of described it as is that if you look around any middle school in America, the jersey you'll see the most is LaMelo Ball or, or you know, Steph Curry, some player like that. You know, I think that, that it's gotten lost. And I think that the NBA, you know, you could kind of say that you saw it when they put Scott Foster and Tony Brothers on the game seven. I don't want to talk about Tony Brothers and Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't get down with all the refs. I don't know the refs the way um, a lot of fans know the refs. All right, we'll we'll get into predictions here. Uh, O'Grady, you want to start? How many games and who do you think is the Finals MVP? Uh, Denver. We'll say gentlemen sweep. Um, in five, and it's obviously Jokic is is the MVP. Okay, Dave here. Nuggets in five, I'm going to be an outlier, and I'm going to say Jamal Murray will be the MVP because I think he's just going to have an outstanding series, um, and only because I just want to say something different than what O'Grady said. <laughs> um, and while I'm picking Denver, I'm also going to be completely unsurprised if the Zombies win. I'm going Nuggets in seven. Seven? You're going oh, all okay. that'd be awesome. But, that'd be but, awesome. I'm going Jimmy for MVP. That'd be cool. So that has only happened that. one time. That happened one time. LeBron was very close. <laughs> the in year 15. Yeah, you know one. That's exactly He's right. Very That's close. exactly right. Yep. Yes. But yes. I think that Jimmy could do it. Voters, you know, with LeBron, with Steph, like we were just talking about, voters kind of have voter fatigue. Especially with especially with Jokic and Embiid. They have voter fatigue. They have voted Butler for, you know, all these MVPs and whatever. He just he just won an Eastern Conference MVP that he shouldn't have won. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. It's called the Larry Bird Eastern Conference MVP <laughs> trophy, sir. Blasphemy from the Celtics <laughs> fan. Along with the right. Bob Cousy Eastern the, Conference what Finals a, trophy. What a <laughs> naming the trophies. There's no way. Again, I'm not gonna be bouncing my grandkids on my knee and be like, let the me Larry Bird tell trophy. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me tell you about the Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP award of 2023. Like that's get out of here with the naming of the trophy stuff. I appre I appreciate you going with the like the uh, the the star player from the losing team winning the MVP because I I, I, I really do who, love that. Do you know who? I don't remember who off the top of my head who did it. That's why I'm here. That's why you guys pay me. This is it. Wait, I'm not getting paid. 
I have in my pocket here for you. I'll take it. I owe the coffee shop a couple of dollars there right now. Man. <laughs> so, uh, I'll take the five dollars of the coffee while you pay me. So the first year they had the finals MVP, um, it was way it, back one, right? It was ninety nine, and yeah. that was Russell and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Last title, Jerry West was right. the finals MVP, That's right. meaning Bill Russell, who was the player and coach right. of the Celtics, the last player coach to win a championship. Yeah. Um, Jerry West won the finals MVP, so Bill Russell never won the Bill Russell. Trophy. Fun. Um, Fun And then the next closest was, you're right, it was LeBron, um, the year that Iguodala won it in 15. And I I do think if that one went seven, then he probably would have gotten a good look. And if if you like Butler to win. I mean, um, I think think he he can make a good case for it. I think this has been one of the, I mean, the the finals hasn't obviously been played out yet, but I think this is one of the best cases We've seen in a long time. If it goes seven, if it goes and seven, sort of reading between the lines of what we talked about with this series, Ben, I think I think that's a really. I'm not a gambling man. Don't bet, kids. All right, don't gamble, especially if you're a public school teacher who doesn't make a lot of money. Um, don't know how many teachers are listening in the 2000s something, <laughs> right? Don't know, don't know. Shout out to my people. Um, but I, I would I would definitely look at some literature on odds. I think that'd be a good long shot bet. Yeah, yeah. A uh, quick hitter before we end it. Team you're most looking forward to watching this offseason. Team you're most looking forward to watching come opening day next year. What do you mean? Whose offseason you're looking forward to? Oh, 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 I got you. I was like, okay, like, whose offseason are you looking forward to? Where do I have to watch them? Do I have to go to their house? (laughs) Like, wait a minute, am I going to the practice facility? (laughs) Am I really Daryl Morey? I feel like I've got a few things on this list. Okay. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, and I'll go through them quick. I don't have to over-explain them. But I'm like, going to over-explain them. Um, Please. Uh, I was really fascinated with the lineup that the Pelicans had coming into this year, and I felt like they kind of underperformed for what that what that squad should be. And I'm interested to see what they're going to look like next year. I think they're one of the teams that are probably off people's radars for like potential threats next year. Um, and I want to see what the what the Pelicans look like next year. I mean, they were up to like the four seed or three seed at one point in the season. Yeah, and then they weren't. Um, they couldn't sustain it and they couldn't keep people healthy. Um, uh, I want, I'm really, really excited to see what the Devin Booker, Kevin Durant sons look like when they actually yes. get a full season playing together yes. and a new coach and a new, new coach. ownership. Although I, st- again, that wasn't Monty Williams fault and they shouldn't have fired Monty Williams. But if Monty Williams is on the market, not, not, not disinterested seeing him on the sideline of the other team. I'm most <laughs> excited to see, which is the Boston Celtics, because every year, they have just improved themselves, and I really can't wait to see the step that needs to that that's gonna that's gonna happen for the Celtics. Jason Tatum year. in his age twenty season two might make a big jump. Yeah, no longer a teenager. Uh, and I want to know that Jalen Brown can dribble with his left hand. You know what? I, speaking of the Suns, which it's I'll tough, I'll man. come back to them. I want to see your worker hand as my little right? ones call it, right? Bounds right? the ball left handed. Uh, I want to see the Suns hire Bob Myers from the Warriors, who just stepped down from his GM job. Okay. The Warriors dynasty. That's the sure. first down in the dynasty to fall. I, mean, I think that would be a great up uh, home run hire Ishbia for them. is very clearly in ownership mode of like, we're just going to scrap it. I got Kevin Durant. I got Devin Booker. And I'm just going to take those two things and start over. He's a swing for the fences type of owner. They all are when they're brand new. They all are when he, they're brand new. He's also a very Mark Cuban type of owner in that he's around the team. Which we don't see, you know, every day. For better or for worse for both of those organizations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. My team that I'm most interested to see what happens, uh, Portland, who we've talked about a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Boston, I think, has the biggest decision 
to make with Interesting. with, with Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the biggest. And um, I'm just gonna go boring. I want to see women yellow. Yeah. And also, like, man, I can't <laughs> wait to watch Wimbayama. I, I can't I'm wait. I'm so glad that he's in San Antonio. I also think I that while Wimbayama is going to be a generational talent, I think we're overlooking Scoot Anderson. I really like Scoot, too. Me, too. I kind of hope the he doesn't Hornets, go to Charlotte, though. The Hornets got lucky, though. And I'll say this, too. I'm actually really interested in watching OKC next year, too. So yeah, excited. Can't wait to see OKC next all year. All-NBA first-team player. They're bringing in two lottery, two top five picks. Yep. Yeah, I can't it's, wait It's going to be a great team. And especially again, like they're gonna be one that we're gonna watch grow over the next like three to five, and that's. Gonna be and fun I to think do. that they're just contributing the parity in the NBA. Yep. For uh, sure. I'll say I'm gonna say the Suns with Devin Booker and KD, copycat. I know. Um, Warriors. Re- I mean, I just like watching the Warriors, but I'm excited to they're see another what, blow it up team. What happens opinion. with them? I don't want the big three to ever leave, even though <laughs> I never like the Warriors. Up. You don't think? I think no. Draymond. I think Draymond is gone. You have that, that's fine, but they have Curry and. I think Clay will stay because they want to keep the two, the, the, the Splash Brothers together. But I think Clay is going to, his role is going to diminish, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, and and Steph's going to be Steph. I, I want to see, <laughs> I, I want to see the it's, Bucks. I'm excited to watch the Bucks as always with Giannis. B- Bucks are losing Brooke Lopez. Like the, the Brooke Lopez is up and apparently like not interested in in resigning too. Apparently. Well, and and they have Chris Middleton as a as a uh, wild card. So. That's why all the GMs have said, "What's happening with the honest? Why we're yep. saving up?" Uh, I'm excited. To I was see hearing th- Mark Jackson rumors to to coach to coach in Milwaukee, Hate and that. if that happens, you will see Giannis in the Knicks jersey very quickly. <laughs> Hate that. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Mavs do with Kyrie and Luca, even though they couldn't get anything done last year. And then Dark Horse, I'm excited to see what the Wizards do. Oh, if they blow it up, they go full on rebuild. Wait, what? But I mean, like, Bradley Beal keeps just signing contracts with them for some reason, so I don't know. Yeah, but at one point, don't they have to? I don't know. I don't know what the Wizards I mean, they have do. the eight pick. Are the Wizards still an NBA organization? Can't, can't okay. they, like, I mean... I didn't even there's wake so up many- thinking I was going to talk about the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> there's, all right, that, that, that seems like a good place to wrap it up there. Uh, enjoy the I finals. I mean, the, 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 Ky- the Kyrie trade to the Lakers is... is, is an interesting thing, and I don't really yes. care to talk I, about. I don't Kyrie think that's. Gonna, I don't like it for the yes. Lakers at all. Huh? I don't like it for the Lakers at all. I'm excited to see the Lakers if they keep Austin Reeves, if they keep Rui Hachimura. Um, I think all this player. I mean, think about where the, the NBA. NBA man, so think about fun. where the NBA was 365 days ago. Kevin Durant was on the Nets. Celtics were going to the NBA Finals. I don't really want to think about that. I was still <laughs> sad. So what's really uh... <laughs> what's, changed? what's we, changed? We should just title this episode "The Misery of O'Grady." Bro, I could get so much more miserable. He and I have had some pretty good email exchanges over the past two weeks. I, I could get more miserable. If the listeners want me to get more miserable. Call in. The number is 555-6893. Bryce Harper's back. The Phillies are going to be looking good again. You're going to be all right. I'm not. (laughs) You know, Phillies on the up and up. We got got Jalen Hurts. You know. Yeah, but I love basketball. It's true. It's true. We got, I I don't know what else Philly has going for them. Jalen Hurts is it. Brutal. All right. Enjoy. If you want to see me be more sad, call 555. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the finals, everybody. Thank you uh, both for joining us today. Yeah, man. Heck a yeah. Pleasure. It'll be fun. All right. Later, guys. Oh. 
Soren, you weren't there for the NBA Finals extravaganza, but I will say throughout these playoffs, we've gotten you to watch basketball. That yeah. in itself is an accomplishment. Yes, you have. I've gotten to see as many games as I can. I, I haven't really gone on my way, but if it's on, I'll watch. And it's been on and you've, twice. And you've gotten to watch it for the sole purpose of making fun of Dave. Isn't that right? That is 90% of why. The other 10% is just seeing Jimmy Butler play. I mean, he's he's the guy to watch at this point. I'm pretty sure he's the favorite other than the big man on the Denver team. Take me through Dave's meltdown via via text. What was that like, seeing him, the progression, the hope come back up after the Celtics pulled a couple games, and then the disappointment after Game 7? So there was definitely some sadness when that final buzzer hit, but then he went into some realization. I feel like he kind of came to peace with it a little tiny bit, but I could tell that he was still he he needed that 3-0 comeback and i could tell that he was pretty passionate about that it was pretty funny watching the chat as that was happening and yeah i had a good laugh but overall i think i think he's hopeful for next year for sure definitely hopeful for next year we'll see what happens this off season but it'll be a ton of fun yes we will and coming into the finals i think it was like 77% chance that Denver wins first game at home in 23. Some 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 weird stat. Well, well something that we've we talked about on the NBA Finals discussion that the listeners just heard is how both Miami and Denver have won all of the game ones in their series. So something's got to give for this. Yeah. Obviously, Denver's the favorite because they have home court, but we'll see what happens. Miami's won on the road all these series because, I mean, they're the eighth seed. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Do you think that it's been kind of fair? I mean, Denver, are they, were they the one seed? Denver was the one seed. They were not the number one overall team in the league, but they were the one in the West. Okay. And, you know, it was pretty clear for the entire season. And it's been clear for the entire playoffs now that, you know, they've been the best team in the West. And do you think that, so the teams in the West, do you think they've had a easier kind of path to the finals than the Heat has or? You think it's been pretty even? He just worked through it. Uh, I would say that the Heat definitely played against more talented teams than the Nuggets did. Okay, but it's such a different path because you know the Nuggets the past two years they got knocked out by the Lakers, they got swept by the Suns, and this year they just beat those two teams. Yeah, uh, in the past two series, so I think that's what's been really unique about this this sort of playoffs here is as we were talking about the parody in the NBA same thing with the East you know the Heat and the Celtics have been going at it the Bucks and the Celtics the Heat and the Bucks you know yeah. the Heat the Bucks have played in the last three playoffs um the last three years so you know we're getting some cool rivalries here but it's really cool to see the different dynamics on each side of the conferences I'm, I'm excited to see some sports betting going on there's gonna be some heavy betting and I think I know a couple people are gonna put some money down but uh, Ben, is your tweet about basketball, or I have a basketball themed quote? If we want to head into, I have that. a basketball t- themed uh, tweet. All although right, it's go. not NBA, so okay, you hit me with the NBA. Okay, this quote is either from the Big Bron, LeBron James, or Kobe. Okay, two, uh, two legends in their own right, and I'd say like pretty similar kind of personalities. They're both pretty cool, but both pretty chill. I mean, Kobe's more. I'd say he's more serious, but two very different personalities. But yeah. you know, but like with media, I'd say they're pretty. They're both kind of big, big names goofy. in the basketball scene. 
Yeah. Ready for the ready for the quote? Let's hear it. It would be easier if I didn't even make the playoffs. It would hurt less. But then I start thinking about how much fun it is. Is this Kobe or King James? Well, I think this is Kobe. I'm going out of, but based on context here, LeBron hasn't, besides one time um, back when he was first starting with the Lakers, LeBron hasn't really missed the playoffs since his very beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, been, he was in the finals for eight straight years, which is unheard of, especially now with all of the turmoil we're seeing and all of the players changing teams in the NBA. That, that, that stat is just ridiculous. I think that Kobe, towards the end of his Laker days, you know, the Lakers weren't great, but he was putting forth his full effort every single day, but he also had other motives in life. So I'm going to say this this one is Kobe. Um, I don't think it's really close. It was LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) It was LeBron, Ben. I don't know what his thought process was. I don't know if he was thinking right, but it's not really a quote that would make sense for LeBron to say because of no, the stats I'll, I'll he just No, I'll have to look up what the context of that quote was when it was said, who it was said to. I would think it was thing. probably at the beginning of the season, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, all right, so do you want to get into my basketball, UVA basketball theme? Okay, it's UVA. I, was, I was thinking, I was like, what other basketball is there? I did see some posts on Instagram about UVA basketball, but I think I have a feeling I know what you're going to get into here. Yeah, this tweet is from Jonathan Scher on Twitter. Jonathan Scher says, Leave it to UVA Reese Beekman on the last day to return to college hoops to wait to announce a decision until the shot clock winds down. You know, Reese is famous for having two electric buzzer beaters while at UVA. Some highlight dunks, you know, all those things. He entered the NBA draft. He went through the whole combine process, all the interviews, everything like that. And he was deciding whether or not to come back to UVA for the fourth year or go all in with the NBA, uh, try to get picked, you know, first, second round, that sort of thing, make make a name for himself. He decided, you know, 8.30 on Wednesday night mm-hmm. that he was going to come back. That's when he announced. And what, the, what was the, the deadline? Latest? The deadline was midnight that night. Okay. So, so he had like three and a half hours to spare, but Jeez. he got there and, you know, it is awesome that he's coming back to UVA. UVA has a, a really deep team next year. We have a lot of defense. We do have a lot of new faces, you know, with all these transfers, a couple first years coming in. But UVA is such a deep and defensive team this year, which is, you know, what Coach Bennett and staff look for. So I think that it's really, really exciting that Reese is coming back that immediately, immediately elevates UVA from, you know, a fringe bubble team to maybe even a top four seed or a national title contender. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he has the potential to be all American ACC player of the year. You know, he's that guy. And if he stays and he lives up to expectations this year, he'll go in the first round and betting on himself will work out for him. Yeah. I mean, that's exact post I saw. Was he in contact with any specific team or was he kind of just going out there Hoping to get picked by anyone. He did a number of workouts, you know, um, with a number of different teams, uh, kind of in the late second round. But you know, where where he was really projected to go was you know fluctuating based on who you asked. And for guys like this, the new opportunities with NIL and the transfer portal are huge uh, to come back to college. And you know, you can make you know a lot of money in college playing college basketball, getting a degree, things like that. Uh, rather than, you know, playing in the G League every day or uh, mm-hmm. going on a two-way. So I think that Reese made the 
right decision. He's betting on himself, and I sure hope it works. I think it's an investment in himself for the future, too. Like getting another year under the belt, probably some more awards. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to get drafted next year. Oh, definitely. Off yeah. Of what you've said. It, if, if he has, you know, the, the season that everybody's expecting him to have, he'll be a, a first round pick, maybe a lottery pick, and UVA will go hopefully very far in the tournament. Yeah. All right. Well, Ben, I know you've gotten, this is kind of shifting away from basketball onto another sport. Ben, would you like to introduce your new venture for the summer? And for how sure. How's it going so far? Uh, I'm doing an internship this summer with the Charlottesville Valley League baseball team, the Tom Sox. Mm-hmm. This is a collegiate league baseball team. So players from their college seasons that are ended come to Charlottesville, live with a host family, and play the game that they love with uh, other people from around the country and, you know, developing their skills. They're getting to use uh, different rules, different bats, things like that. It's a really cool opportunity for them. And I'm working with them this year, hosting their podcast, which is awesome. So go check it out if you want. Um, it's called On Deck with the Tom Sox. Uh, we post a podcast the morning of every home game. So stay tuned for that. There'll be a lot of content from us over there and you know go socks and how was i know that you just got your first episode out how did that feel and was it smooth was it kind of bumpy or was it i don't know was it just successful overall uh it's it's gives me a lot of hope for the future you know it's no paper than thoughts obviously but it's working with new people is always fun it's always a challenge um this new opportunity poses a lot of challenges for me. It's, you know, not quite anything that I've done before, but, you know, the opportunity to meet so many cool people is really rewarding. And today we kind of previewed the season, uh, highlighted players we're looking forward to watching and just getting ready for the home opener Thursday, June 1st. So, yeah. And this is kind of stepping your foot into the door of journalism and broadcasting. Is that what you hope to study in college too? Yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of people there that are college age uh, that are working on the media side, too, whether it's doing the radio or the TV or social media that are in college already and studying that type of stuff. So it's been really cool to learn from them and look up to what they're doing so far. And, you know, it's it's really just getting started here. Uh, This is a big summer ahead of us, and it's really exciting. Going to be a hot one, too. It will be. My final question is. How are the Tom Sox looking this year? Is it going to be a winning season or is it going to be kind of a rebuilding year? I think it's going to be really good. The Tom Sox have kind of dominated the league for, you know, their entire existence. They have three championships in the last five years. Wow. Coming off a a title last year. Um, We have some really good returning players. We have some high level SEC players that are coming to us from schools around the country. We have some high level ACC players, high level Big Ten players, and then, you know, a bunch of players from smaller schools that are just using this as an opportunity to make a name for themselves and, uh, you know, meet some people that'll hopefully help them later in life, which is really cool. And final, final question is where do they typically play? Are they, is it spread out all over Charlottesville? When it's a home game? So the home games are at the Charlottesville High School Baseball Stadium, which is uh, now renamed for them to be the Cho Airport Field brought to you by Avello Airlines. Wow. Very fancy. Very fancy. Um, So, you know, it's just at the Charlottesville High School. So everybody knows where it is. But 
please come out and support. We have a lot of fun nights, prom- promotional nights planned for this season, Women's Sports Night. We have Military Appreciation Night. We have Pups in the Park Night. We have Christmas in July. Um, so, you know, it's been really fun so far and really looking forward to what's to come this season. Yeah. Uh, next topic I want to get into a sports again, switching, switching topics <laughs> is Shawsville high school soccer. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this the morning of June 1st, which is the region three C final championship game against the Monticello Mustangs. Soren, you're a key part of that team, holding the defense back there. And this team has had a lot of success in the postseason so far, not only the, just this year, but in years past, too. For sure. Uh, what's this run been like for you, and what do you hope to continue going forward? So, at the beginning of the season, we started out very strong, getting a lot of goals, a lot of shutouts. And kind of halfway through the season, we kind of slowed down a little bit, getting a couple goals on us, some ties, some losses, but still kind of maintaining high high table rankings. And coming into the postseason for playoffs has been really good for us. We have a lot of momentum right now because we've had was it three shutouts in playoffs so far and three or more goals per game, Yeah, which is really good for us. I mean, we're getting goals in, which was kind of a struggle in midseason. But right now we're looking good. Defense is strong, as, as always. And, I mean, we're playing Monticello, who we have had bad games against. We lost at... Monticello in overtime and then we tied at home. So we're kind of we're kind of going into this with a little bit of hesitation, but I think that we're we're on we're on track because Monticello has been kind of slow in playoffs. They've been scraping by. They went into overtime versus Stanton, which is insane. They had eight PKs the other day. Yeah, they went into PKs versus number one Spotswood, which is reasonable and pretty valid that they won, but I'd say our district is a lot better than every other district. So. Soren, talk to me about our captain, number zero, our goalie, Jacob Engel, who's committed to play at Hood College next year. He's had some incredible saves this postseason, and you know he's a big reason why we've still been shutting out teams, and yeah. we're still in this thing. Um, talk about the anchor that he is to this defense. Man, Jacob is locked in. I mean, playoffs, playoffs are rolling around, and he is dialed. I mean, we're all pretty, we're all pretty serious about it and as we should but Jacob is on another level I mean he he brings us up he ramps us up he know he he tells us when we're shutting down or when we're slowing down he gets on us about that at halftime which is very important for us we've had issues with effort in the past where our first half effort is pretty pretty minimal and then second half we really get into it so he's kind of kept that level up for us in playoffs which is very important and obviously he does make some incredible saves game winning saves I mean, he had a penalty save last game on Tuesday, two days ago, which was very important to keep us in the lead. If they got that goal, momentum would have switched and it could have been a very different game. So Jacob is, I'd say he's been the MVP in playoffs and definitely, yeah, he's probably the most key player on our team. He's keeping us in line. He's a senior. He's played before. He's playing in college, so he's got a future ahead of him. People just look up to him, and his leadership is insane. For sure. What's been Coach Martin and Coach Manning's message to the team throughout this playoffs, and how has that changed? So going into the playoffs, our last couple of games, we we have struggled with effort, like I've said. And these playoff games, we've put in our max effort. We're peaking right now, which is insanely nice. 
And our coaches have definitely recognized that on Tuesday when we played Turner Ashby, they said that has been our best game so far. And I, I can agree. The effort was high. Intensity was high. Got a couple goals out in the start, two goals in the first 13 minutes or so really sets the tone. So as long as we can keep coming out strong, the coaches will be happy. And I feel like that's what we got to do tonight. We got to get a couple early goals, put Monticello's heads down. And how, we'll be set. how important and how impactful has Black Knight Nation been to you and your team in the in the trap house uh, throughout this playoffs and throughout the whole season? And if we can get this win tonight, what do you look to see from them when we host the uh, state quarterfinals? So obviously seniors are out of school and everyone, it's kind of slowing down at the end of the year for academics and school passion. But seeing a bunch of fans come out student section in a game they have to pay for $8, which is kind of crazy, is very cool to see. I mean, we start the game, not a lot of people. And then by halftime, you look over and there's a whole crowd. It's, it, I think it brings our confidence up and our passion up, which elevates the game's speed and tone for sure. And when we win tonight, we'll have home game for quarterfinals. And I, I best believe most of our school is going to be out there. Black Knight Nation is going to pack the trap. Exactly. If we, if by the off chance we lose today, we're traveling three hours down south to Oof. border of North Carolina. All right. Which would be rough. And pretty sure we're going to beat that team by a lot because the districts are just insane. Well, hopefully next time Paper Thin Thoughts comes through your ears, we're talking to a state national champion here. Oh, yes. Um, and we will be interviewing future national champions in the next couple of years for sure because oh, definitely. the soccer program, we're a really young team. And I think we only have six or seven, five, six, seven seniors. So, I mean, some of them are key players, but we've got younger players stepping up to the plate every day, which is good to see. And eighth graders that are in, they could have made the team. Yeah. Eighth graders could have made the team this year, but they can't play, obviously. So, We've got a future of soccer at CHS, and I'm very excited to come back and watch games and and cheer, cheer the team on. Yeah, you know, it's been really exciting. And, oh yeah. Thanks everybody. We'll, uh, Thanks for this catch you in the next one. episode. Yeah, big sports episode. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform, and please leave a rating and a question that could potentially be answered in a following episode. As always, I'm Soren Povacils, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Shotsville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povacils. This episode was edited and mixed by Dave Stipe and Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the entire CHS music production team. Thank you to Ms. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for their support. PTT out.